Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article from the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Dealing with Blister Beetles. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dave Boxler, who's an extension entomologist with the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today, Dave. You're welcome, Aaron. Dave, the focus of the article that you wrote for the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter is on blister beetles. Share with us a little more about what blister beetles are and why they present a risk to livestock. Well, blister beetles uh, have been uh, here in Nebraska for many, many years. We have three very common species. Uh, that would be the, the black, the gray, and the three striped. And uh, normally you'll find them in um, alfalfa, and their life cycle is rather interesting. They overwinter in the soil, and uh, the adults start emerging in uh, mid-June and through July. They are in a way beneficial uh, in some respects, especially uh, in the immature stage or the larval form. Uh, once the female deposits some eggs in the soil, the larvae hatch and aggressively feed on grasshopper egg pods. So they are considered beneficial. However, in the adult stage, they, they can be very problematic on horses. Uh, horses are most susceptible to these insects because the blister beetles uh, secrete a chemical called cantharidin. And cantharidin is a uh, colorless fatty substance of a terpenoid class and it will blister skin tissue. And that's where we have some problems. Uh, horses are very, very susceptible to blister beetle poisoning. So the reason the stimulus for this article actually uh, goes back to uh, September of last year when I was approached by uh, a couple of producers as well as a local veterinarian who had a, a client that actually was experiencing some blister beetle poisoning. Uh, had uh, multiple horses that were showing uh, signs of uh, blister beetle poisoning. And some of our producers weren't aware that we do have uh, blister beetles in Nebraska. So I thought it would be a great idea to uh, discuss the, uh, the blister beetle life cycle as well as the damage that it can, that it can really do. Normally uh, in Nebraska, we have at least with alfalfa, uh, four cuttings per year. And usually the first cutting occurs in, in May and the last one in, let's say, September. What happened, what was unique last year was the weather. You'll remember that we had a very cold, wet spring, and that really delayed the emergence of these beetles. And the situation that I was describing to you, the hay that was causing some of the issues was actually prairie hay. And uh, normally the first cutting is taken uh, in May. Well, last year it was uh, harvested well into late June because of the weather. And unfortunately, uh, at that time, the blister beetles were active and were actually caught in the, the harvest of the of the hay. So normally in, um, on a normal year, usually the first and fourth cutting of hay is safe for horse producers. And it's always the second and third that you have to be very concerned about. 
there are like the three common species that we uh, that we have here in Nebraska. One in particular, the three-stripe blister beetle, tends to congregate in swarms, and it is highly attractive to alfalfa in bloom and also weeds in bloom. And what we saw last year was a lot of uh, flowering weeds uh, coinciding with the presence of these blister beetles. So you get a, a large congregation of these beetles, which increases the amount of cantharidin that might be in those congregations. And that's where we have some problems. Now, the classic uh, symptoms of horse poisoning is, um, well, certainly the blisters in the mouth of the animal on the tongue. And uh, also the cantharidin, once it gets into the horse's system, it will irritate the kidneys, and bladder, and urethra. And also this uh, chemical cantharidin can actually lower serum calcium levels and damage the, the heart muscles. So it is uh, very dangerous to horse owners, especially if horses consume a, a number of these beetles. The estimated lethal dose for cantharidin is about one milligram per 2.2 pounds of horse body weight. And there's been a number of different studies conducted over the, the course of time with uh, different species of blister beetles and the amount of cantharidin that they carry. What's most interesting is that the, the male carries the highest concentration of this chemical and actually during the mating process transfers the cantharidin to the female, which then protects the egg pods that she deposits into the soil from predators. So it's a very unique uh, life uh, cycle and system. In our case, where we see the three-striped species uh, here in Nebraska, they carry the highest average amount of cantharidin by milligrams. On average, the male will carry about 5.2 milligrams and the female about four, but that range can vary. And it depends on the, the stage of development and uh, how much cantharidin is in the beetle to cause uh, significant damage. And there's been estimates made by the number of beetles that uh, can cause mortality horses. It can range anywhere from 25 to 40 beetles for a horse of 275 pounds. So it all depends on the concentration of the cantharidin. And so we look for clinical signs of cantharidin poisoning, and certainly the blisters and ulcers in the mouth are, are certainly a uh, clear indicator. You can also get colic, diarrhea, and bloody feces. And many times when a horse is uh, showing these signs, they'll also try to urinate, but they'll avoid very little urine at the time. And many horses that are poisoned will place their muzzle in water and will not, will not drink. They're trying to soothe that irritated mouth from, from that blistering. So if a, a horse owner sees these symptoms, they should contact the veterinarian uh, very quickly to get on uh, uh, some treatment. There's really no product out there or specific antidote for cantharidin poisoning, so it is, uh, the veterinarian will direct supportive care uh, to the, uh, the horse that is, uh, or horses that may be in inflicted with this, and that can range from 
activated charcoal to mineral oil and uh, or fluid therapy to alleviate some of the some of these issues the big question is how do you reduce uh, the impact of blister beetles well uh, you've got to focus on uh, where what stage of development your alfalfa or your hay is whether there are uh, contamination of weeds flowering uh, weeds in your in your field and what we like to suggest is cutting the hay before 5% bloom, which reduces the uh, blister beetle contamination because they're attracted, the adults are attracted to the flowering plants uh, to feed on, on nectar and, uh, and pollen. And one should scout your fields at least two to three days prior to harvest. You also should focus on the edges and ends of fields because that sometimes you'll, you'll see more... Uh, uh, beetles in that area. Uh, actually, pasture, uh, fields of hay that are adjacent to pastures, uh, rangeland pastures, might be at greater risk because there's a greater chance that grasshopper egg, egg pods might be there, and which would encourage higher blister beetle larvae as well as adults in the future. And actually, some of our harvesting methods have really impacted the the blister beetle poisoning. Uh, years ago, we would uh, just use a sickle bar or a rotary mower, and we wouldn't uh, incorporate, say, crimping and conditioning of hay, which crushes and retains the beetles in that hay. Uh, hay cut with a sickle bar or rotary mower and not crimped allows the beetles to leave the area before the, the, the hay is baled, which, which helps a lot. Some people would like to spray an insecticide on a uh, concentration of beetles that they find in the in the in the field, but there's a, a problem there too because dead beetles still retain that uh, level of cantharic acid before the the application of the insecticide, so they can actually dead beetles can be incorporated into hay. Uh, during the baling process or the cutting process. So that's, that's problematic too. Um, if uh, you intend to uh, sell the hay to horse owners, it would be best to identify first and fourth cutting, certainly. And, and horse owners should request uh, first and fourth cutting hay uh, from our area. Dave, is there any risk to cattle, sheep, and goats with blister beetles? So is that significantly less than it is with horses? It is less, but uh, it, has, it has occurred. And actually, uh, the lethal dose for cattle is a, as low as 0.5 milligrams uh, per kilogram body weight. So uh, cattle can be uh, uh, susceptible to uh, blister beetle poisoning also, uh, as well as uh, uh, sheep too. So that's something that one has to be concerned about. You really need to work with your hay producer uh, if you're a horse owner and to make sure that you, you're getting first and fourth cutting hay. Anything else you'd like to highlight on this topic as we point towards wrapping up? Well, I, I think if, if uh, you, you need to be, as a hay producer, you need to be aware of blister beetles that are uh, out and about uh, in Nebraska. and um, be acquainted with uh, the uh, the three different most common species that we have here. And if, if you see that three striped out there, 
in, in large uh, numbers, uh, you need to make some adjustments to how uh, you, you harvest that and when you harvest that hay. Thanks again for joining me today, Dave. Thank you, Aaron. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website.